How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Bill Ryder with you. Will Brinson is a talented, talented NFL maestro. He does a podcast in the NFL eight days a week, even though it's only seven days in the week. He is on Twitter at Will Brinson. And according to his Twitter profile, which I haven't, must be new. He says he has a very punchable face. Will, I don't think you have a punchable face. You think you have a punchable looking face? What's up, Bill? Um, you know, I should probably, my, I, some close friends tell me I should stop saying that. They're like, you're going to get punched. I'm like, no, that's the whole thing. I tell people I'm punchable. And then they're like, ah, fair. You know, we don't want to punch you anymore. I think before I grew my beard out, my okay. face was very punchable. In fact, um, <laughs> so one, uh, one of my good friends, uh, wives, once told me that her favorite, and this is this, might, this is the meanest thing anybody's ever said on the internet to the to me on the internet. But they said, "You look like a thumb." <laughs> look, that's not very nice. <laughs> it was completely devastating. Didn't get over it. Haven't shaved since. I when I think of a punchable face, Jay Cutler's face is what comes to mind. That is the face. Like I worry that if I saw Jay Cutler on the street. I would misinterpret his face for an invitation to punch him, and we would. Oh, well, see, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a different layer of punchable. That's Jay Cutler makes his face like, "Ew, what are you? Why are you talking to me? Like you're you disgust me? Like I'm disinterested. That's punchable. I mine's more like a derp, 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 punchable. You have a very charming, like yeah, you have a very um inviting. Sort of vibe you give off, Will Brinson. Mine's like a very like, sweater vest punchable. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have a very straight out of Caddyshack Country Club kind of face, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you just made me snort. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's not, mine's not like a, eh, what's up? Like, bad, punchable. Right. Like, Jay Cutler's like, bad, punchable. Mine's like a, <laughs> punchable. You're the most likable guy from the obnoxious golf club. Like that's you're the one likable person that's at that. That's pretty punchable, club. dude. That's pretty punchable. You're so I went to the U.S. Open this year in L.A. Right? They had it at the yeah. secret hidden crate. It's in the middle of L.A., but it's hidden and no one's allowed in there. And they kick. They who did they yeah, kick yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. My, buddy, you, my buddy Craig was out there with his kids. Yeah, 
you'd be the member and you'd be the only likable member there. That's your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I've heard that that membership uh, is not the most lovable crew. I, I, I know six guys who are members. Two of them have invited me. I don't like any of them. I don't like any and they're, of them. And they're very, very punchable. Oh, yeah, I mean, kickable faces, which is a whole other level. <laughs> Should we talk some NFL? Uh, you know who's got a punchable face these days? Sean Payton. I'm just saying. It's a yeah, little punchable. Uh, do you do you give the Broncos much of a chance, not even tonight, although I'm interested, but in just getting to a point this season, we're only a few games, what, five games into his tenure, of where they just are respectable, where they are even halfway through the season, three, four weeks from now, they are capable of being a, a mediocre football team. Yeah, I actually give them more of a chance tonight than I do with the latter, and, and here's why. I think this is really interesting from a not, – not, not necessarily like a game theory perspective, but sort of looking at what Andy Reid might do on the season. The Chiefs' schedule sets up in a fascinating way. They are uh, Denver at home on, a th- on this Thursday night. Ten days from now, uh, they play the Chargers. A week from that, they play the Broncos again. So Denver not in a great spot, really, having to play the Chiefs twice in three weeks. Uh, and, and then they have Miami, they're by, and then Philadelphia in primetime. And I can't remember if it's Sunday or Monday night. But that is, that's a massive five-game stretch for the Chiefs, even for a team like the Chiefs that we know is good at 4-1, and one, where they like the Chiefs understand the formula for winning a Super Bowl, and it's – they're, they're recreating, and it's good. Like, it's pretty obvious. I mean, there's no bleep Sherlock, but you want to get that number one seed. You want to get the bye. You want to get an extra, an extra week of rest. You want to get, you know, one less playoff game, and you want to have home field advantage throughout. I mean, that, that's how Bel- Bill Belichick, you know, I mean, he, 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 you know, he built, like, his, like, but, like one of the underrated, like, uh, facets of the Patriots dynasty was being able to shorten the amount of time you needed to spend in the playoffs and make sure that you did it at home when you could. Um, and, and Andy Reid understands that. And so I, what I think tonight will happen is the Broncos are going to get a heavy dose of Isaiah Pacheco and maybe even some Clyde Edwards-Alaire if it gets up to double digits. Andy Reid's going to run the crap out of the ball. I don't think the Chiefs will ever get up like 21 points. I think it'll be like 10, 14, 17. And then the point spread is going to come down to whether or not the, the Broncos come, you know, come storming back you know, through, the, through the back door. You know, as far as like the, the full season, you know, uh, Field Yates of ESPN reported this morning that the Broncos are about to release uh, Frank Clark, which means that if they don't get a trade partner by Friday at 430, he'll be a free agent. That means he and Randy Gregory are both gone. And I think this is sort of the – maybe the last two weeks with these with Gregory and Frank Clark, who are legitimate pass rushers, sort of the bloodletting of Sean Payton on this roster and maybe Sean Payton going, go, going out of his way to loudly and publicly say, hey, um, you know, we, you know this, this defense, this roster ain't it. And, like, don't worry, Sean Payton will find a way to blame other people. I mean, that's good, all good coaches know how to do that. And you know, maybe Russell Wilson's one of those people, maybe he's not. I mean, I think Denver, Denver's defense is just so bad that it's going to be hard for them to – really, you know, compete unless the offense just starts cooking. Will Brinson on the show. Will, long-term, and maybe I shouldn't even ask questions about doubting the Chiefs' ceiling based on what they have done every single season at a minimum that, that Mahomes has been a starter in Kansas City, but but do you have concerns? Are there concerns about the Chiefs' receiving core this year when we get into the point of the season where the games really, really matter and the Chiefs are actually going to be tested? Yeah, absolutely, and I think and I think part of that is, you know, um, not to, I mean, go back to Bill Belichick, but I just think he and Andy Reid are, are so similar in, in the way that they approach things that 
um, you know, like Bill Belichick always looked at the season as not, you know, it's not like it's, I mean, it's, of course it was a 16 or 17 game season, mostly 16 during the, during the Patriots, all 16 during the Patriots run, but it's like you chop the season up into quarters. Right. And I think this first quarter of the season, the chiefs are very much an unfinished product. I mean, you know, Travis Kelsey talks about it on, on the new Heights spot all the time. It's like, they haven't had a consistent, you know, really like they got going on offense against the bears, but they really haven't been consistent on offense um, for, you know, for, for quite a bit. And as a result, you know, you, you, you trying to sort of, but they stacked wins, right? They're still four and one. They're piling up those wins. And that's what you want to do during the, uh, like initial quarter pole of the season. You want to stack those wins and try to sort of figure out who you are. And I think as we move along throughout the season, we're going to see the Chiefs. Um, begin to try and identify, like, what works best from the receiving core. Like, I, you know, it appears they really like Justin Ross. Is he going to be the answer? Like, he's, you know, he'd be, like, the bigger body receiver in theory. Um, like, can he be the guy? Can he stay healthy? Rishi Rice, a rookie. You know, you don't see rookies produce massive numbers in Andy Reid's system. Like, only two rookie wide receivers, Jeremy Macklin and Sean Jackson, I believe, uh, dating back to his time in Philly, ever went over. 750 yards receiving as a, as a rookie, right? They usually it's usually the second or third year where they break out of that Andy Reid system just because it's so complex. Um, you know, and, and they're just they're just trying out new stuff. And I think it, I think eventually something will click. What's interesting about the Chiefs this year is that their defense is playing so well. Travis Kelsey is, of course, Travis Kelsey, and you know it's like, um, I, I, like they have and they and because they've stacked these wins and now have this crucial stretch where it's like you play Denver twice. You play the Chargers and you play Miami, like sweep those division games, and you are in prime position to to really put the cruise control on for for that division title. Try to get the number one seed, and then figure out what what receivers are going to play like critical roles in your offense. Will Brinson here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. Brinson, you mentioned Bill Belichick. Report today out of the Athletic. I think it was Jeff Howe that um, that Robert Kraft would be open to the idea, perhaps, of firing. Belichick, if things continue to go poorly, does that track for you? Just in terms of, does it make sense? Is it appropriate to fire Bill Belichick, despite all of his success with Tom Brady, if this Patriots team is is awful this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be. I don't think like this is the year you fire Belichick, where you're like, all right, that this team stunk, it's over. Sorry, buddy. Um, I mean, I think it's. I think it's probably more like, okay, Bill, you know, here's where I'm at. We, you know, Pete Prisco pointed out on his uh, his power ranks article yesterday that he, he did, or maybe it was Tuesday that the Patriots need to fire Bill Belichick the GM, right? And I think maybe that's something that could be under, under consideration where it's like, and and this is where you know what you're doing if you're Robert Kraft, you're like, look, Bill, you know, we want to bring in somebody else as the GM to run the team, and when you do that, inherently you are, um, you know, you're you're basically saying, all right, Bill, like, you know, you're restricting you of your power. Would you? And that's where Bill Belichick is like. Well, maybe it's just better if I go. Maybe it's just better if we go our separate ways. And obviously, both parties want Belichick to break Don Shula's record in New England. Um, you know, in a perfect world, Max Jones is great. This Patriots team is really good, and things continue on happily with Bill Belichick dominating. But I mean, like that's not you know that's clearly not the case um, of in, in terms of like what is gonna like what's gonna happen because this Patriots team can't run the football. Bill, they can't pass the ball. Um, they, the defense is starting to sort of crumble due injuries. Matt Judon banged, you know, hurt for a while. And, and like, you know, they, you know they, they've just lost a lot of dudes on defense. And it's like, this was sort of a, this is a, you know, when you have, when you build this kind of roster, that's like you know, dead set on being like a power run team that, um, 
you know, like the leans on defense and running the football, like it's a, you know, the, the, the lines for the, the margin of error is a lot thinner. And so for Belichick and the Patriots, like, like I think if, I think Bob Kraft would probably go one more year unless, this, but if, and like it also depends. What if, what if this team bottoms out? Right. And like they're starting Bailey Zappi and they get the number one overall pick or like the, a top five pick and they, and, and he's like, look, like let's try one more, like, let's try one more quarterback because Mac Jones feels like he ain't it, right? I mean, I think there's, I think it's like too early to suggest that Bob Kraft is just going to fire Bill Belichick. But I think that Robert Kraft is, you know, I think to the point that was made by, by Jeff Howell was that Bob Kraft was there for the bad times as a Patriots owner or as a Patriots fan. He bought the team. They had this incredible dynasty. And he's not going to sit idly by and, like, let them end up back where they were with, you know, and, like, Belichick doesn't want to walk away from the Patriots and have them be in complete disarray. I think in a perfect world, you know, he's, he leaves a, a great legacy with the Patriots. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard to it's, – it's a really hard situation to, fi- like, to figure out. And a lot depends, I think, on how this year plays out. Will, if you get – if you're the Patriots and you, you know, God forbid, get the top pick or you get a top three pick or you get a top five pick – how comfortable should you be not just letting Bill Belichick yeah. make that selection, but let him develop that quarterback based on what we've seen from Mac Jones and the let's not an off- have an offensive coordinator, you know, <laughs> philosophy that didn't work. I, are, to what degree do you trust Bill Belichick with that quarterback's development, whoever it is, if they get some guy around around that draft slot next year? Yeah, I mean, that's a perfectly fair concern. I mean, no doubt about it, right? Like, you are – you're saying, look, Bill – uh, well, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, Bill. Look, like we, you, we gave you Max Jones. You had you you had your shot with Max Jones, and it didn't work out. Now, on the other hand, you also could say, like, I mean, how many coaches and GMs get multiple quarterbacks, right? And it's like, you know, Bill Belichick definitely. Um, they did okay with Tom Brady. <laughs> right? like, I mean, yeah, but, but, but dude, you, I would do okay with Tom Brady in retrospect. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I was, I was being mostly sarcastic. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, like Jimmy G looks like he was a, you know, a good call in terms of drafting him and how he performed. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the quarterbacks very questionable that you know Belichick's um, sort of, sort of brought under his wing. I think it comes down to like, you know, would you like? But let's say, let's just pretend that like Bill Belichick is, uh, you know, hired as hired in 2020, right? Um, would you would you give him another shot at a quarterback, right? If, if like if you take away all the Tom Brady stuff, would you give him another shot at a quarterback? I mean, the answer is most coaches wouldn't get that wouldn't get that opportunity. But I mean, like some would. You know, we've seen like some, you know, like I mean, like Sean Payton's going to get a chance to say, ah, you know what, Russ stinks. My bad. Thought I could fix him. Uh, you know, let's see what else we can find out there. So, I mean, the question is like, I, like I think that Bill Belichick, if the Patriots are that bad this year, and they have an opportunity to get a quarterback, I, I mean, I think if I'm Bob Kraft, I would rather trust Bill Belichick than trust, even though the Mac Jones thing is going poorly, than trust you know, like whoever else you might be hiring because like that job is. I mean, the, I mean, the Patriots' job is suddenly, like, not attractive at all. One, True. you're following Bill Belichick. Two, you're in a division with the Patriots. I was just used to saying that. With the Bills and the Dolphins, <laughs> who look like they're going to be good for the next 10 years. And then you also have Aaron Rodgers probably coming back next year with the Jets. So, like, I, I mean, I'm just not sure that it's that attractive a job unless you have, like, Caleb Williams falling in your lap at number one. He is the incomparable Will Brinson on Twitter at Will Brinson. No matter what you read on the internet, he does not look like a thumb, and he does not have a punchable face. He's the most <laughs> lovable country club guy. I am a guy. former notary, though. 
And you're also, look, you're a tennis player. The Pat Boyle yeah. produced today is a tennis player. Rip, let me ask you a question. You know Rip. Rip Hamilton and I were supposed to play tennis six, seven months ago. He just started. Now he mm. wants to play. He's been playing a couple times a week for seven months. What are the odds he's just a ridiculous tennis player at this point? Um, I mean, I think you'll, you'll still, what are you, like a 4-5? Almost, a, yeah, right at a 4-5. Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna beat the crap out of him, but he's a former professional athlete. He's been playing tennis for six to seven months. He's probably, I mean, he would wipe the floor with me. I'm gonna get him now because Steve Nash did this in my in my. He lives in my neighborhood, plays with all the guys I play with. Apparently, Nash, when I lived in New York, was very beatable, and now he's like five zero. Mm. He just he can't right, right, right. Him. I mean, it's like if a if a professional athlete dedicates himself to becoming a good tennis player or becoming a good golf player or like he's never played before right. or becoming like a good pickleball player, they're gonna be really good, right? Um, and, but like, yeah, you got, if you're going to get him, you get him now. Get it in now. All right. I'm going to do yeah. And we, you and I should still play, Brinson. We'll just, you and I doubles and we'll go, we'll go school some guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You and I can play doubles together. I'm rusty as hell right now, bro. You would mop the floor with me. Well, we're your teammates, buddy. We'll take down Pat Boyle. He's got, he needs a little bit of an ego check on his tennis <laughs> I love game. It. I love it. Mr. Brinson. Th- hey, buddy. Thanks for coming on, dude. Love having you on the show. Hey, anytime, Bill. See you, buddy. All right, pal. Will Brinson on the program at Will Brinson. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.